Hello everyone and I hope you're having an amazing day and I have a special treat for you today on today's episode. Uh, just the other day I did an interview with Jen Stevens. Now if you don't know who that is, you're in for a real treat because I have had huge success with intermittent fasting in my health journey, my weight loss journey. Uh, just in the last few months I've lost, well since December, I've lost around 37 pounds and since probably about April, I've been intermittent fasting when I had an injury and I had to quit uh, working out at the gym for a while. So this has been amazing, uh, an amazing find for me. And she wrote a phenomenal book that really covers the topic of intermittent fasting. And so we're going to hear from her today in this interview, and it is going to be really good. Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This podcast is for the husbands and fathers who are not satisfied with the status quo. You see, to be exceptional means to be rare, better than average, or deviating from the norm. On this journey, we will look at practical strategies, tips, and even experiments to break out of the usual and surprise our spouses, and at times, even ourselves. You are listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Why settle for average when exceptional is an option? Well, hello and welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. My name is Joe Sellers and I am the host of the Exceptional Husband Podcast. And today is a real treat. We have a guest with us today that I'll be interviewing and that is Jen Stevens. She is the author of uh, one, of, one of my newest favorite books called Fast, Feast and Repeat. And she's the uh, best-selling author also of Delay, Don't Deny. And she's been living the intermittent fasting lifestyle since 2014. Since then, she's lost over 80 pounds and launched her IF website, four online support groups, four self-published books, two top drink podcasts, Intermittent Fasting Stories and the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, which I highly recommend. And she's a graduate of the Institute of Integrative Nutrition's Health Coach That's Training Program. Yep. Integrative, integrative. There we go. That is a that is a mouthful. <laughs> and so she did that in 2019. She also earned a Doctor of Education degree in Gifted and Talented Education, a Master's degree in Natural Sciences, and a Bachelor degree in Elementary Education. So in other words, she is one smart lady. Uh, she taught elementary school for 28 years and has worked with adult learners in a number of settings. She's currently living in the Myrtle Beach uh, area with her husband and their four cats, and she's also the mother of two adult sons. And uh, so we just want to welcome her today. And... You know, if you've listened to the previous uh, episodes of the podcast, you know that my heart is to help mediocre to average husbands become extraordinary husbands, particularly through coaching, particularly through the 3R framework of reps, which is health, relationships, and responsibilities. And that reps is, it's really the base of the triangle because if we don't have our health, we don't have anything. And I know speaking very personally uh, myself, I have struggled with my weight literally my entire life. Um, I've spent 10 years with the military, and the whole time I was involved with the military, it was a constant struggle. And like many people listening to this right now, I've done dozens of programs. I've tried fads. I've tried based in science programs. I've done any number of things. And it was always a yo-yo. I would do well for a while, and then the weight would come back, and they'd usually bring its, its buddies with it with some extra pounds. And so a few months back, um, when I had a, a sports injury or a health injury, to where I couldn't work out, I really had to focus on nutrition. And so I had heard of intermittent fasting, but that's when I really dug into it. And through actually an app that I subscribed to to help track it, uh, everyone in the group that, that came along with the app was recommending this book, Fast, Feast, and Repeat. 
and I started that. Uh, I read the book. I really uh, dug in deep into the, to the, the process, and it has been amazing for me. Uh, I'm down currently over 35 pounds in just a few months, and it's 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 the easiest program I've ever seen. Uh, it's it's something that you know her one of her other books is delay don't deny and so really you know some of my favorite foods they are delayed they're not denied and so it's just been excellent for me and it's really working for me and so uh, i invite her on the podcast today just to share about herself uh, and uh, intermittent fasting because guys if you're listening to this right now and if you've struggled with weight or just feeling you know low energy or wondering about if you're eating healthy there's amazing science behind intermittent fasting and so jen welcome to the podcast and uh, just share a little bit about yourself and intermittent fasting well thank you so much for having me and i could talk about this all day as you know excellent <laughs> um you know i so much of your story is, is like mine and probably so many people that are listening you know we've struggled with our weight and it's not our fault. We've gotten some really terrible advice for the years about how to, True. how to best live our lives. Right. You know, how many of us have heard six small meals a day or, mm-hmm. or if, if you just only eat, you know, fill in the blank, you can eat as much of fill in the blank as you want and you'll effortlessly lose weight. Well, that's not the biggest lie ever. There is no food you can magically eat as much of as you want all the time, but I sure looked for it. Right. All those Absolutely. years trying the different diets. But, you know, if I go back in my history of my life, you know, my, my diet mindset really started watching my mother diet. She was a dance teacher. And so I just saw, oh, women diet. Oh, and we also are critical of our bodies. And that's how I grew up, you know, looking at my body in the, the leotard and tights and in the mirror and not being happy with what I saw, because that's what I saw in my everyday life with my mother. And, you know, even when I was a, a teenager and, and didn't need to lose any weight, I had my eye on, well, if I do, what will I, what diet will I do? And of course my mother was always calorie counting. So when I went off to college and gained the freshman 15, turned right to calorie counting when I, when I realized I needed to do some, some weight loss and that worked for me, obviously, you know, when we're young, things like that work pretty quickly. Over the years, as I got older, I tried every fad diet that came along and I really was never, you know, like too much overweight, I would get a little bit overweight and then I would do the low fat diet or whatever was trendy at the time Mm -hmm. and the weight would come Mm -hmm. off. And, you know, as I started to get older and have my kids in my late twenties, early thirties, that's when my weight started to yo-yo even more. So many women tell the similar story. Um, Men too, I think a similar path as we get older, but it, it turned out after I had my second child, I was overweight. I was officially, you know, in the 160s, which, you know, I'm 5'5". So I was officially in the overweight category. And that's when I started um, heading down the road with diet pills, doctor prescribed. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what really trashed my metabolism. You know, I got them from the doctor, so it had to be okay, right? Mm. Did you ever try (laughs) doctor diet pills or anything like that? No, thankfully not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of my friends was having really great weight loss success. I'm like, you look fabulous. What are you doing? She's like, oh, I went to my doctor. I'd never even thought about that. So I'm like, well, I'm going to sign me up. I'm doing that too. And as long as I kept taking those prescription diet pills, I could keep the weight off. So I had like a Mm. sweet little period of time there in the, um, you know, the, the early to mid 2000s where my weight stayed pretty stable as long as I kept taking those diet pills. But I realized I felt worse and worse. You know, it's not a, mm-hmm. it's not good for you to, to mm-hmm. there's speed basically. So I was like, you know, I can't sleep. I feel terrible. I've got to stop doing this. So I, I quit with the diet pills once and for all. And then I gained 50 pounds in 18 months. You wow. know, I think, I think it really messed up my metabolism. 
Um, and now knowing what I know now, I understand why that happened, but that started the real roller coaster of, of weight gain, weight loss. You know, I did some other very extreme things because that's what catches our eye, right? There's extreme mm-hmm. diets that, um, you know, promise very fast weight loss. And I did the HCG diet, lost a lot of weight, gained more back. I did the shakes programs, lost mm-hmm. some weight, gained more back and basically up and down, up and down. Now it was during that period of time, my, my struggle years were really, um, from 2005 when I quit the diet pills for good until 2014. So from 2005, 2005 to 2014, really, you know, practically a 10 year period, I was just miserable and trying mm-hmm. everything that came along, but abandoning it, abandoning everything when it didn't really work. And during that time, right around 2009, that's when you know, it was kind of the early days of intermittent fasting. And I heard about it through several different plans, you know, the fast five diet, eat, stop, eat, alternate daily fasting, those things all kind of, you know, came across my radar because I was like haunting the weight loss section of Amazon, you know, Mm -hmm, (laughs) it was on Amazon's weight loss section. I was reading the reviews. I was trying it. And the problem with intermittent fasting is we didn't all really understand it back then. We all thought it was just based on, um, you know, you're eating fewer calories. And so, that's why it works for you. So I would dabble in it, but it was never a success. And I would do it for a couple of days. Then I would quit. Then I would try it for a week. Then I would quit. And knowing what I know now, I understand why that was just the worst approach of all, because mm-hmm. your body has to learn to do something new. When you're doing intermittent fasting, you have to become fat adapted. Your body has to learn how to tap into your fat stores for fuel. It's quite a long process. So I never really gave it time. So fast forward to 2014, really, let me go back to 2012, the period of time from 2012 to 2014, I kind of gave up, you Mm -hmm. know, did you ever have some time like that, Joe, where you're just like, I give up, I quit. This is too hard. Yeah, absolutely. Many times, many times. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to be fat. And I was obese. You know, I got up to 210 pounds at my heaviest, but during that period of time, you know, I was really deeply reading about intuitive eating and that sounded so good because I was just worn slap out. I was tired of trying to find a magical food plan that let me eat whatever I wanted. Those never worked. And I was always hungry and I was, I was just sick of it. tired of the restrictive plans. So I just basically would half-heartedly try something here and there, but mostly didn't try anything and stopped, stopped weighing myself entirely. And I loved the idea of being an intuitive eater. And, you know, they told you, you know, eat when you're hungry and stop when you've had enough. And that sounds beautiful. Right. But Mm -hmm. whenever I asked myself, am I hungry? The answer was always, yes, yes, you are. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Am I full? (laughs) No, no, I'm not. So you know, I intuitively ate my way up to that 210 pounds and it really, you know, um, hit me between the eyes right there on a family cruise in 2014. I tell the story in my books, you know, we were on this family cruise and I remember getting up, going to the dining room for breakfast and then going back to the dining room for lunch. And I certainly was back in the dining room for dinner and snacks in between. And I was absolutely miserable. I felt awful in my obese body. And we were doing um, this wonderful excursion where you go and you're like, like riding the boat in the river. And then you get off and you're in the Mayan ruins and you're hiking up the Mayan ruins. And I could barely get to the top. Wow. And I just yeah. felt awful. And then I think later that night was formal night. I'm wearing my, my formal dress that I'm squeezed into. And we have our family photos. And I looked at those photos and I was like, I just don't even know who that is. You know, and all the photos from the ruins and 
And I was like, you know, I've just got to do something. So we got back from that cruise and I'm like, now it's time. And, you know, first I turned back to HCG, which was is a crazy restrictive diet. And I was like, I'm doing this again. This is the only thing that works. And I was in the middle of it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> my body just literally said, no, I can't do this anymore. Um, you know, I dabbled with some keto that summer, but by the time August rolled around, I was like, I'm just really sick of not eating what I want to eat. And that's when August of 2014 is when I really settled into intermittent fasting and I stopped stopping. I never quit again. I kept doing it, went on to lose my initial goal of 75 pounds and, and even more had been and never have stopped doing it. So I have now maintained that 80 pound weight loss ever since. And, you know, here we are in 2022, never in my life had I maintained, you know, I was joking around recently. Um, there was never a period of my life from birth until, <laughs> until now where I was weight stable ever. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, think about it. We're born, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, you know, then finally I reached my adult weight and that's when the yo-yos happened up and down, up and down, up and down. I never knew what size I was going to be from season to season, but now ever since 2015 and into, I kept losing slowly into 2016, 2017, and now I'm stable. So now I know what size I'm going to be year after year. I just wear the same clothes and um, intermittent fasting has allowed me to, for the first time in my life, maintain a weight that is healthy, that feels good and that my body likes. And as long as I continue with intermittent fasting, I'm an intuitive eater. Mm-hmm. You know, during my eating window, I know when I've had enough, I know if I'm hungry and intermittent fasting has finally allowed me to tap into that. So it feels like a miracle, but it's been so many years now that it also just feels like this is how I live. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know for me, you know, it was um, a couple of years ago, I, I had a, about four months with a health coach and that's when I discovered that, you know, I've always loved food and I've always loved eating, but it's when really tapped into realizing the reason is if I look back through my, through my entire life, my childhood on, um, any of the, the best memories of my life have always been around food. You know, there was Sunday afternoon dinner at at grandma's house that was always memorable and, and holidays and events and always around food. So I love food. I love to eat. And so for me, that's why any kind of meal plan that includes, you know, three meals a day and two snacks, forget it. Uh, somewhere I will cheat somewhere. I will eat too much somewhere. Even if it's the right foods, I'll eat too much of the right foods to where it'll just be way too many calories for one day. And so those things just never work for me. And then, I don't know, there's just something, there was a shift in the mindset. You know, it's not a a starvation plan. It's not a um, restrict, restrict, restrict. There's just something about, you know, after reading the book and after, you know, hearing for years, uh, a few years, I've heard about intermittent fasting, but this something really gelled after reading uh, fast feast repeat that it kind of clicked with me. And well, so, you, your, um, your podcast has a Christian slant mm-hmm. to it, right? That, that's exactly your foundation as, as a husband and as a father. And, you know, if you go to the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, fasting and feasting are, are in the Bible. This is not like something new. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's been around forever. <laughs> and yeah. neither did Jesus, but he fasted, but he mm-hmm. also feasted. And he, when they feasted, man, they feasted, right? Yeah, exactly. They weren't like, now we're going to just eat our one little tiny diet meal of the day. No, it was like, it's a feast. I'm turning the loaves and the fishes into a feast for everybody. And and there was wine and it was, it was a beautiful thing. So we are literally designed to feast Mm -hmm. 
and not feel guilty about it. So many of us have felt guilty for, for loving to eat mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're meant to do it. But also in the Bible, it's, it says when you fast, not exactly. if you fast or if you want to fast, when you fast, assuming that we're going to do it. But in our modern world, again, you know, we've fallen victim to the whole, you know, you must eat six times a day to get your metabolism going and you yep. have to eat all these tiny meals and, and it's, it's not how we're designed to live. So when we're metabolically flexible as our bodies are designed to be, we can fast easily, we can feast easily, and it all feels good. Well, and that's the real testimony for me was, uh, we just finished a vacation a few weeks ago and, you know, probably the first time in my entire life, I went on a vacation and I came back about a pound, half a pound to a pound lighter than when I went on the vacation. And I mean, that's, that has never happened in my entire life. And, and so what it was even something I could follow while on vacation. So I didn't, you know, I wasn't uh, boring. I, I, you know, my wife and and child didn't suffer because of it, but, uh, but it was something that was doable even while I was on vacation where I could enjoy foods when I wanted to, but still I maintained that, that basic IF uh, program and, and plan to where I literally came back a little lighter than, than when I went. And so that's, you know, I, that's I, the thing I love about true. it. It's true. And we feel better. I think about that cruise that I went on in 2014 when I was physically miserable, right? I was like, we paid for this cruise. The food's included. I'm going to be there eating, you know, (laughs) and I was so full the whole time. I couldn't enjoy myself. So now when I go on vacation, you know, I choose what meal I'm going to have. I might have two meals some days. It just Mm -hmm. depends, but I never get that overly stuffed feeling or the miserable feeling. So I enjoy my vacation more and the food is delicious and I, I still get to enjoy what I want, but I don't exactly. feel like I have to just eat morning, noon, and night. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a little more choosy about when, and, and I, if I'm going to, you know, have an eight hour eating window on a cruise or on a vacation, then I'm going to maybe eat a little lighter throughout that eight hours. So I don't feel bad, but, mm-hmm. but I don't feel any guilt. When I say feel bad, I mean, physically, cause I don't ever right. have guilt around food anymore, which That's is good. a wonderful thing. So, so I, I'm not sure how many of the listeners have maybe you've heard a little bit about intermittent fasting, maybe you've tried intermittent fasting, but for those who maybe they don't know anything or they only know a little, explain to us kind of the principle behind, you know, okay, what, what is intermittent fasting? Okay. Uh, how, how does it work and why does it work? All right. Well, first of all, for any listeners who may have tried it and have the, the mindset that it did not work for them, and I'm putting that in air quotes because that's what everyone always says. Oh, I tried that and it didn't work for me. Um, and so for anyone who's tried it and it didn't work for you, I can troubleshoot right now and tell you the the two reasons it didn't work for you are number one, you didn't give it enough time for your body to adjust. That was always what I did wrong. And number two, you weren't fasting clean. Also what I was doing wrong because I didn't understand what the clean fast was. And so when I run into people who have tried it and it didn't work for them, it always boils down to the way they were fasting and how long they tried it. So let's talk about what, what intermittent fasting is. It's basically you have a period of time called your eating window and you concentrate all of your eating within that period of time. And, you know, that's going to be variable. It's going to change up over time. You know, when you're starting, it's, you're going to have a longer eating window versus as your body adjusts, you may have a shorter eating window. Some days you'll figure out what works for you. There is no one best approach, no one best window length. And really 
it, it doesn't need to be the same from day to day. It's a flexible lifestyle that you can enjoy. But for the rest of the time, when you're not having your eating window, you're fasting clean. And that's where the magic happens. That's where your body becomes metabolically flexible. That's where your body learns to tap into your fat stores for fuel. And you feel so good. You know, there's a quote about fasting that I love. I didn't make it up. I wish I had, but I didn't. You know, for people who are hearing about fasting, it sounds so awful, like fasting, like what? It sounds miserable, but it actually isn't. You know, when we think about all those diets we've tried before, diets are easy in contemplation and hard in execution. We know that you're so excited about starting your diet. It's going to be fabulous. You're going to love it. It's fabulous. You start it and it is awful. And the longer you do it, the worse and worse it gets. Fasting is literally the opposite of that. It might be hard in contemplation, but it's easy in execution. You think it's going to be hard. You think you're going to be hangry. You think you're going to starve yourself and feel restricted, but it's really the opposite. Once your body learns to tap into your fat stores for fuel and you're metabolically flexible, you have great energy, great endurance. Like I just went to water aerobics for an hour and I feel fantastic. And I could go walk on the beach and I can do anything I want. And I feel great. And then later I'll open my eating window and choose the foods that are delicious that make me feel my best. And I'll eat until I'm satisfied. Um, you know, one day last week, my family was all here. And so I ate lunch. I don't normally eat lunch during the day. Um, that's just what, what feels better for my body. But I was so tired the whole rest of the afternoon. I was like, why did I eat that lunch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because I found something that makes me feel great and, and delaying my eating window till later in the day is what that is. But, you know, I've talked about the clean fast, but I didn't define it. And so this is all um, really laid out in fast, feast, repeat for anybody who, like I said, has dabbled with intermittent fasting and had a hard time with it. I really recommend you get fast, feast, repeat, because there's a lot of bad advice out there. You know, yes, you can go to YouTube and watch a bunch of videos for free. Yes, you can read some free articles on the internet, but there are a lot, there's a lot of really bad information. Like, you know, have you, Joe, ever seen the, the, the information that 50 calories doesn't break the fast? Mm -hmm. yep, bad exactly. advice. Yep. Yes, it does. Yep. <laughs> eating always breaks the fast. I don't care how many calories it is. You know, our body, we're not eating. Eating is not fasting. Um, you know, when Jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he wasn't like sipping yak milk or something. <laughs> yeah. He was fasting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you're going to a fasted blood work, you don't like have a little, you know, a little bit of milk in the morning. You know, that's not fasting. So, you know, when we're fasting, we have three fasting goals. And um, that helps us to know what can be part of our fast. And so fasting goal number one is we want to keep our insulin levels low. And most people don't know a lot about insulin other than through the lens of diabetes. You know, you might know someone who's type one diabetic and has to, you know, take insulin for that or someone who's type two diabetic and ends up needing insulin. But we all have insulin, um, unless you're type one diabetic and your body doesn't produce it anymore, but we all create insulin in response to, to things throughout our day, but mainly eating insulin is needed to bring down our blood sugar after eating. And so the more frequently you eat, the more your body's pumping out the insulin, the higher your insulin goes really when you're eating all day long, constantly, you're very likely to develop insulin resistance. And I'm sure most people have heard of that. So when we're fasting, we want to keep our insulin low because another thing about insulin is it's a storage hormone. Mm -hmm. And when insulin is high, our body is in storage mode. 
Well, that makes perfect sense. The way our bodies are designed, you eat, your body releases insulin, you're able to store things. That's what you want. But unfortunately we've messed it up by eating all the time. So we're like hundred percent of the time we're in storage mode. We don't want that. So when insulin is low, that's when our bodies can get into fat burning mode. So if you have really, really high circulating insulin all the time, it's hard to tap into your fat stores for fuel, which is why a low calorie diet where you're having like diet sodas all day long, that's why you're so hangry all the time because your insulin remains high because of a little known thing called cephalic phase insulin response. You know, when you taste something sweet, your, your tongue sends that, you know, the message to your brain, oh, sweetness coming in. Think about nature. What is sweet in nature? Well, fruits, sugary things, any, any hint of sweetness lets your brain know that something with, with a sugar load is coming in. And so that stimulates the cephalic phase or brain phase insulin response and your pancreas releases insulin. Well, your pancreas doesn't know, your brain doesn't know that you just had a diet Coke. It just tastes the sweetness and thinks that, you know, something sugary is coming in. So that leads to even more metabolic confusion. So fasting goal number one, keep your insulin low. That means you do not want to put anything into your mouth or your body that tastes sweet or makes your brain think food's coming in. That even means, you know, you don't want to put cinnamon in your coffee. You don't want to put a little milk in your coffee. Anything that's going to remind your brain the food's coming in or trick your brain into thinking something sweet or something food is coming in, you don't want that. Lemon, keep it out of your water. Apple cider vinegar, that's a food flavor. So you want to keep all the sweet and food flavors out of your eating window. Don't get the flavored sparkling water that's everywhere. Mm. Stick the plain unflavored. All right. So fasting goal number two is we want to tap into our fat stores for fuel. So to tap into our fat stores, we want to avoid taking in any forms of fuel. You know, you'll sometimes hear people putting butter in their coffee or Mm -hmm. coconut oil or MCT oil, or they're taking exogenous ketones. Those are all very concentrated sources of fuel for the body. So if you're taking in butter, MCT oil, coconut oil, cream, anything that's really high fat, your body does not need to burn your stored fat because you're getting it from your coffee cup. So I know that you've probably heard somebody say, you know, I drink my bulletproof coffee. It makes me feel great. Well, it probably does make you feel great. It's full of energy. Your body takes that energy and uses it instead of tapping into your fat stores. You know, people have also probably heard, you know, we want to be in ketosis. Well, fasting, we get into ketosis from burning our own body fat. You know, we don't want to take in an external source of fat or ketones and use that for fuel. The process of our body taking body fat and turning it into ketones, which is an amazing brain fuel that happens during the clean fast, the process is what we want, not just the ketones themselves. So avoid putting in any kind of fat or fuel into your body during the fast. And the third fasting goal is we would like to have increased autophagy. And you might be like, what in the world is autophagy? Um, And that's a word that really came to the attention of all of us in the intermittent fasting community in 2016, because the Nobel prize in medicine was awarded um, on the basis of autophagy research. Basically autophagy is our body's self-cleaning and repair mechanism that should be going on, you know, all throughout our lives. 
But as we get older, our bodies tend to downregulate autophagy. And so we become less able to do that cleaning inside that we need to do. We can't recycle old junky cell parts. And that really just causes a lot of the problems with aging that we see and with, with the, you know, the health that, you know, we think just has to go downhill, but with fasting, we have increased autophagy. So it'll keep us from having that, you know, so much downregulation as we get older. So lead us to, you know, longevity and, and better health as we get older. Well, what would turn off autophagy eating? So again, we're not eating during the fast but also ingesting protein. So people who are having, you know, like bone broth and thinking that's mm -hmm. part of fasting, it's not because bone broth is full of protein. So you want to have the fast to be clean. You want to have low insulin. You want to tap into your fat stores and you want to keep autophagy going strong. So what can you have? Um, you can have plain water, always a good choice. You can have plain sparkling water with no added flavors. You can also have black coffee and plain tea, real tea, not like all those, you know, tutti fruity herbal teas. You want to avoid all of those. Really, I would just skip herbal teas and keep that in your eating window. If you love all those teas, you can have them then. But um, a bitter flavor profile like black coffee, that does not cause an insulin response um, in our bodies because bitter flavor is not linked to you know, needing an insulin release with our brain. So that was a Excellent. lot. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. And, and it's, it's hard. Like uh, I'm part of a couple of Facebook groups and for example, and, and when, every time I hear someone say, oh, it just doesn't work. I, the first thing I think of is they must not be clean fasting. Yep. Are you putting lemon in your water? Are yep. you chewing gum? Are you, I mean, it's yeah. all those things. And all this is really explained in great detail in fast feast repeat. So I really want people to, you know, not just cause I want to sell you a book. You can get it from the library. You can listen for free on audible. I mean, you know, you don't have to spend a penny to get fast feast repeat yeah. if you're, if you're yeah. clever. Um, but there's ways to read it. You know, I'm sure your library has it or you know, the ebook, you can check it out, but you'll want your own copy probably. But yeah. in the, the chapters on the clean fast, I explain all the science of why, and you know, not everyone agrees, but mm -hmm. I'm going to err on the side of caution, right? Mm -hmm. If I want to make sure that I'm getting all the health benefits, I want my insulin low. And, you know, if someone's like, oh, Stevia doesn't make your insulin go up. But if I read something that says that it does a scientific, you know, article about it, then I'm going to err on the side of caution because I want Absolutely. my insulin low. And, and so, you know, I also have a section in Fast Feast Repeat where um, readers or intermittent fasters tell their own little blurbs, their stories about the clean fast. And it's powerful, mm -hmm. you know, to hear from other people like, well, I didn't really believe it. And I was chewing gum and then I stopped chewing gum and oh, well, Jen was right. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I've heard those stories thousands of times or people who are like, well, I really didn't think that my coconut oil was a problem. And then I quit doing it. And oh, Jen was right. Mm -hmm. So I have something called the clean fast challenge. Cause I'm certain at least one listener who to your podcast today is listening and saying, well, I know that, you know, she said all that, but I put just a little bit of almond milk in my coffee and it works for me. Those mm -hmm. famous last words, it works for it me. Works for me. Mm -hmm. So take the clean fast challenge. And I want to challenge you to do without that almond milk for one month. You can do anything mm -hmm. for one month mm -hmm. and then try it. You will be a believer. It just takes, you know, a commitment to the clean fast for one month and you might be hangry at first. Then you'll realize the almond milk really wasn't working for you because it's, mm -hmm. it was, you know, providing something for your body, but then the fast will get easier. You're going to feel better and you will never go back. 
that's that's great advice so what are some of the different formats um when when we say okay i'm going to do intermittent fasting and you know we've we've talked well now about you know what it means to clean fast during that, right. that the fasting window so what are some of the different formats that we can follow if we say okay i'm going to start intermittent fasting well, also in Fast Feast Repeat, there's a section called the 28-Day Fast Start. And you can take a quiz and figure out, you know, how you should get started. So you can, you know, you're a rip the band-aid off kind of person. You just want to dive right in. Or do you want to do like a steady build, an easy does it kind of approach? But the goal is to figure out what eating window over time feels good to you. For me, it's about a five-hour daily eating window, but I, you don't need to start there. You know, you just start by delaying your breakfast and, and pushing it back. So you're, you're trying to get to a daily eating window that feels like a lifestyle to you. You know, I've got a chapter in there called tweak it till it's easy. And that wording is very, very important. Tweak it till it's easy. You know, obviously the beginning is not going to be easy as your body is adjusting. You have to, you have to go through. That's what the 28 day fast start is all about is letting your body adjust. But once your body is adjusted, you're a study of one. And in fast feast repeat, there are so many different ways you can create an intermittent fasting program that feels right to you. If it's not easy, you haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. some people end up needing to tweak their food choices as well. And it's just a matter of the fact that we're all different. You know, many people start off, you know, with standard American diet and that's what they're eating. And they just delay and they eat the way they've always eaten in their eating window and they never change what they're eating. Many of us though, like me, I never intended to change what I was eating because I was sick of doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I started off eating just the plain standard American diet in my five hour eating window. Over time, my body has really directed me towards different food choices. So I am such a, a cleaner eater now. In fact, my mm -hmm. uh, most recent book is called Cleanish, Eat mm -hmm. Mostly Clean, Live Mainly Clean and Unlock Your Body's Natural Ability to Self-Clean. It's not an intermittent fasting book, although intermittent fasting is a chapter in there because that's one mm -hmm. of our body's best self-cleaning mechanisms. So over time, I've also changed what I eat because I feel so much better when I, when I make different food choices. But there are other approaches to intermittent fasting, such as alternate daily fasting, 5-2, 4-3, that's a lot of lingo. But um, alternate daily fasting is, is would be something like um, you would fast for 36 hours, and then you have you know a 12-hour eating window, and then you just repeat that. And that people might be listening like, oh my gosh, that sounds insane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would not probably start there. No. But it's a very well-researched intermittent fasting approach. And when you're tweaking it till it's easy, you might find that you actually love that. There are people who prefer that that alternate daily fasting approach because the you know the longer fast of like a 36-hour fast allows you, <coughs> sorry, allows you to get in a little bit deeper autophagy and mm -hmm. deeper fast burning. And then the next day you have an unrestricted eating day and maybe 12 hours where you're eating three meals and that's a good metabolic boost day. And so some people really love that pattern of you know, the extra fat burning and extra autophagy and the slightly longer fast. And then the longer eating day, which boosts your metabolic rate. That's a very, very well-researched um, intermittent fasting approach. I wouldn't start there, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, start with, you know, building that fasting muscle with the daily eating window approach, and then you can experiment with different things. I do want to caution listeners just because, you know, we're in the, the period of time where more is better tends mm -hmm. to be the, the thought of the day. There is such a thing as overdoing the fasting and, you know, our bodies are eventually going to respond negatively if we overdo it. So it's a matter of, you know, finding the, the rhythm of fasting and feasting that works for you. 
You know, my book is not called fast, eat a little diet meal, repeat, you know, you have to, to feed your body well and nourish your body. And, and we don't want fasting to be overly restrictive because it can be. And also be careful. It's on Facebook groups. Now, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I have a, a private community at jenstevens.com slash community. But there are a lot of Facebook groups out there that um, don't emphasize the clean fast at all. Mm-hmm. And they'll give you a lot of really bad advice about that. And also tend to overfast, you know, like not realizing that you can overdo the fasting. You know, I've been around, um, I started my first intermittent fasting support group in 2015 and really have just learned over the years from doing a lot of reading, but also observing, you know, what happens. And when people get into the pattern of overfasting, like really overdoing it, mm-hmm. it doesn't end well. They, they get into a binge kind of a yeah, cycle. So exactly. You don't want to get into the binge restrict cycle. There's a sweet spot there. And again, tweak it till it's easy, not punish yourself till it's hard. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we've been trained by, you know, Nike and the, the, the just do it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if it doesn't hurt, you aren't doing it right. Well, with fasting, if it does hurt, you aren't doing it right. And it should be something that you enjoy. And again, the 28 day fast start part is not going to be the enjoyable part. So all bets are off when your body's adjusting. But once you're adjusted, it should feel good. It should feel doable. And as you keep doing it over time, it should feel better and better. If it's getting harder, that's when the tweaking comes in. That's that's good. And, and if you're listening to this right now and you you heard her say if you're the rip the bandaid off kind of person, well, you know, I, I'm I am guilty of that at times where I, I go all in and I and I do extremes. I want to encourage you with something right now. If you are the, well, I'm going all in, I'm starting with a, I'm going to do a, a 24 window where I'm going to fast for 20 hours. I'm only going to eat four hours a day and that's it. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fast three days a week and whatever it is you may decide to go extreme. I encourage you pump the brakes just long enough to look back in your history, look back in your history and see the other times in your life where you've done something extreme. And, you know, maybe you have a wedding coming up. Maybe you've got a, a, a beach trip coming up, a cruise coming up something where you're saying, gosh, I've got to drop 10 to 20, 30 pounds fast. Well, even though that pressure is there, look back in your history and see, okay, where have I done this extreme practice before? And how did that work out for me? Just look at the, you know, the numbers don't lie. Your history doesn't lie. It's already there. It's written in history. It's there to, to look at and to learn from. And then, you know, one of my other mentors is uh, Darren Hardy, and he wrote a book called The Compound Effect. And of course, he didn't create that. The compound effect is part of, you know, it's, that's part of life. That's, that's part of the universe here is when we, when we do small incremental changes over a sustainable long period of time, that's where we're going to see phenomenal results. And so that's why when she's saying, you know, tweak it till it's easy, you know, we, we can do anything for a little while. But it's hard to do something extreme for a long while without wearing ourselves out. And right. so I encourage you, start with something that you that you can do easily and you know tweak it along the way as opposed to do all out and then fall flat on your face. For me personally, you know, I started with a a a sixteen hour fasting window and an eight hour eating window. Then, you know, the the tweak I did was I didn't go for long, you know, like two months at that and then change it. I, I changed it fairly quickly, but I started there. Then I changed it down to a, a, a 18 hour fasting and six hour eating. And I kept tweaking it down a little bit until now I'm at about, 
I fast on average 20 to 22 hours um, a day, and then I'll eat usually about a two-hour window uh, before I start again. Uh, so I'm, I'm down, you know, one meal a day more or less, and it works for me, you know, and I've lost 35 pounds, and I, and I feel great, and I'm not hungry, and I don't have headaches, and I, I have energy, and but at the same time, I didn't start there. Right. And, and, and you I, can also, you can trust your body because I know someone's mm-hmm. listening right now and thinking, what? You only eat within two hours a day. That doesn't sound healthy, but mm-hmm. you know, think about all those low calorie diets that we did and, and how, how much worse you felt over time. That mm-hmm. was not good for your body. And you yep. knew it because you felt so terrible. You know, I talk about in Fast Feast Repeat, um, the Minnesota starvation experiment where they put um, these, these, uh, it was right after world war two. And they put these men on very low calorie diets, which actually was 1500 calories or something like that, which to us doesn't even sound low now. Cause we're like, all the diets are like lower than that, but it followed them mm-hmm. over time and saw how they responded and it wasn't good. So, um, the low calorie diets, we feel worse and worse and worse. And our metabolism slows down and our bodies fight back. We get the urge to binge. And then now we're like, you know, binging like crazy. And then we blame ourselves for being weak when really it was our body's normal physiological response to over-restriction. But when you're fasting clean, you're well-fueled. So Mm -hmm. everybody think about this. Your insulin is low. You're fasting clean. You are tapping into your fat stores for fuel all day long. You are well-fueled. Then you eat in your eating window and, and that's more fuel for your body, but your body doesn't panic because Mm -hmm you're able to get to your, to your stored fat. So your body only gets, you know, panicked and it's over long periods of time when it is not well fueled. So that's why, you know, the feast is important. We don't want our bodies to think that we're like in danger of starving and finding the eating window link that works for you to help you feel good. is very important. I can do a two hour window every now and then just because of my schedule, it just might happen. But personally, I'm, I'm a small woman. Two hours would not be enough for my body day to day. I can't physically fit that much food in my body. So a five hour window works better for me because of, you know, how much I can eat at a time. And so my body has let me know what it, what it needed. So if I find myself hungrier the next day, I need a slightly longer eating window. I listen. So don't be scared by Joe's two hour window. That that's a great window link for me for some days or for some people for every day, but your body will let you know. Absolutely. Listen to your body. And I know for me, I still have a a considerable amount of weight to lose. So I still have plenty of fat stores to draw from. My wife is petite. And if she only ate two hours a day, she would have headaches. She'd be weak. Mm -hmm. She'd be grumpy. You know, it wouldn't work for her at all. But for me at my size right now, it, it works. And what I love about it is I can keep tweaking it to where, you know, this really is a lifestyle. You know, it's, it's what I said earlier about the, the small uh, actions done consistently over a long period of time. I know that this is something you know, I told my wife a couple of times already. I will probably never go back to a, a three squares a day and two snacks because I already you know that's not going to work for me. And the, the thing that, that I thought of again, as you were sharing earlier was what it kind of helps you do. If you really approach it, you know, go all in and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to clean, have a clean fast and I'm going to eat, you know, smart. Well, what you find out is when you start restricting the number of meals you have, you know, like there's some junk food and some junky meals that I haven't even been tempted with because it's like, wait, if this is my only meal of the day or my only two meals of the day, I'm not going to throw it away with just junk. I'm going to eat 
something quality, you know, we call that window worthy. It has to be window worthy. I'm like, I'm not having that. Like I remember I was traveling with my husband somewhere and we, he was like, I'm going to stop and eat it. I don't know. Bojangles. I can't remember. I mean, I can enjoy some Bojangles, whatever, but I was like, no, I'm not wasting. I'm just going to keep fasting till we get something better because I don't want to eat Bojangles and fill up on that when we can have something delicious. But we also call that becoming a bit of a food snob. Yeah. Yeah. Most loving way possible. Right. Well, you know, and I think, I think about historically, you know, like I think about my grandfather, he lived to 92 years old. Uh, He was most of his life uh, up until the, the last few years of his life, he was very active and, you know, he, he did not eat all the time. He had his meal times, and then he worked most of the rest of the hours of the day. He worked hard, uh, like I said, up until the just the last few years of his life. And he was relatively healthy, you know, along the way. He he wasn't overweight. He um, and but it was that he wasn't conditioned, if you would, to just eat all the time. And, and you know, with- in between his meals his insulin came back down to baseline because mm-hmm. he wasn't snacking yep. and he wasn't drinking, you know, lattes all day long. You'd probably exactly. be like, latte, what in the world is that? He probably drank black coffee, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Black coffee. And, and, you know, the thing is, you know, most, most folks nowadays, they go to, to your, your Loki local, your Loki, your local coffee shop. And, and, you know, you have a little bit of coffee with your sugar or a yeah. little bit of coffee with your, I call that a hot milkshake. Product. Yeah. No kidding. And so, you know, for me, it was easy. I, you know, I spent uh, years out in Washington state and years in the army. So black coffee, that was no problem for me. That was easy for me. And I've, and I know in some of the groups I've been part of, it's that, that was the agonizing part. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. Black coffee? No. And, I'm out. You know, for me, <laughs> yeah, I thought that it was too, easy. But it only took a couple of weeks for my taste buds to adjust actually less than that. But you know, it's, it's worth it. It's, it's absolutely worth it. And people are like, I can't, I'm like, you can, you can do it. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> So, so thank you so much for all this. Uh, it's, I, I know if you're listening to this and if, especially if you, if you're brand new to intermittent fasting, I know it, you, you probably just feel like you've been drinking from a fire hose. And so with that in mind, especially for you folks, what's, what's some of the best ways to either get in touch with you or to get hands on, uh, you know, the material that, that they can eat more slowly and digest over time. Yep. Well, um, if you go to jenstevens.com, all the links are there and it's G-I-N Stevens with a P-H, jenstevens.com. I have a community and it's jenstevens.com slash community that people can join. As I said, I used to be on Facebook. We grew to almost half a million members, but it got too large for me to manage. So Mm -hmm. we scaled back. We have a private paid community and just over 5,000 members. And it's, um, it's a great place, supportive, positive. We don't have any arguing. (laughs) We don't have problems. It's just people who there, people there who want to support each other and cheer each other on. It is mostly women. I know you've got a a male group here, so Mm -hmm. we've got a few men, but it is mostly women. So just be, be aware of that. But, um, fast feast repeat is, is, um, I'm really very proud of that book. We call it it's the comprehensive guide to delay, mm-hmm. don't deny intermittent fasting. But I have another book, my first one, self-published delay, don't deny it's a shorter read. Um, and it'll give you everything you need there. But if you really want to know everything there is to know, you're going to want fast feast repeat. There's a frequently asked questions section in the back. Cause literally when I was running those Facebook groups for all those years, we heard all the questions. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. cannot think of a new question. We have not heard. They're all yep. in there except for, you know, um, one that I didn't put in, I'll tell you that off the air, but <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> thank you. <laughs> the one, the one question I didn't put in, but every other question you could think of yeah. is, is in the back of that book. And, um, 
and there's an index. You can find whatever subject you want to read about right there in Fast Feast Repeat. So you'll hear me in my own voice telling you about intermittent fasting and you can you know go back to what you need to reread it again when you need a little support. Mm -hmm. Yep. And oh, and I, also I listen to the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast, and um, it comes out every Tuesday and every Thursday, and in it, I interview an intermittent faster. And I, I know, like I said, your audience is mostly male, or all male, probably. Um, and so I have lots of men interspersed throughout the, the years of the episode, so people can find um, some episodes for people who sound just like them. Yep. Excellent. So we'll, we'll have that in the show notes too, so that you guys can find that. Uh, highly recommend, like I said, I personally have uh, Fast Feast Repeat on both Audible and Kindle. So uh, uh, audio and a digital copy of that. And I really encourage you, obviously, if you're listening to this, you listen to podcasts. So I do encourage you to check out the, the podcasts. Uh, you know, information is is great, but this is, this is something that's very actionable. Um, you know, I, I just remember some of the diets I've been on you know, I would get this list of foods and especially I was living in Germany when I tried one of these and I couldn't even find some of the foods that they were telling me to, to eat. And so this is, this is simple. This is, you know, it's, it's, it's easy and doable and sustainable. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the part that's, that's excellent for me is that I know this is a lifestyle that's sustainable. So, well, thank you so much, Jen. I certainly appreciate you being here. Uh, I know we, we do have a few uh, female listeners as well, because uh, I don't know if they're listening to, um, to, you know, encourage their husbands to give their husbands some tips or, but, uh, we, we do have a few in there, but, uh, certainly men listen to this, you know, even if you're not worried about, you know, getting into your, to your bathing suit for the beach and you don't really care. And, and, uh, you, you know, there's jokes all the time about dad bods and stuff, but uh, I encourage you just for health because right. you know, I personally, I have an 11 month old son and my plan is to lift 120 and I know I cannot yeah. live to 120 if I'm severely overweight. So health is, is one of my key, key goals of my life is so I can live long. And this has been a great way to do it through intermittent fasting. So, so thank you so much, Jen. And, uh, and just thank you so much for taking the time and being on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. Any, any closing words before we, before we sign off on the, on this part? Well, I just want all of your listeners to think about this. Like you said, this is not a quick weight loss scheme. And during the 28 day fast start, we don't even expect weight loss. You might lose zero pounds. You might even gain a little weight because your body's not adjusted yet, but this is not a crash diet or lose weight quickly. It is the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. Excellent. And so that's how I want you to think about it. It's, it's really the healthiest way to live. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate Thank it. Appreciate you. your time today. Thank you so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Today for a Better Tomorrow Life Coaching. I sincerely hope you found encouragement and fresh ideas were sparked for you to grow more today. If you'd like more focused help in becoming an exceptional man, husband, and father, check out www.t4bt.us. That's t4bt.us. Click on the Book a Clarity Session button to schedule a conversation with me to see if personal coaching might be something for you. For this first call, I waive my usual fees just to get to know you better and see if we might be a good fit for me to help you on your journey. Once again, that's www.t4bt.us. Thanks again for listening. And remember, yesterday is gone forever and tomorrow is out of reach. All you can change is today.